0: Hello and welcome. I am here with Jazz Rose, founder of Money Mastery and an award winning trainer. A few years ago, Jazz started his entrepreneurial journey. He defined all odd. He started his entrepreneurial journey from £30 to building a £3 million business through Multiple streams of income, such as running a business and obviously having his own property investment business along the way. He, he's an author of an amazing Amazon best selling book, Passion for Learning. He's worked with scores of investors to help meet their investment need. Jazz has his own multiple stream of income training business as well. He's got his YouTube channel and he's an entrepreneur who literally organized entrepreneurial meet session to kind of network with people who look into start and scale their investment journey. Jazz has been featured in various newspapers and magazines. I love your tenacity, energy and the mission you've embarked on Jazz. Welcome to Property Investment Blueprint Podcast. How are you?
1: Bro, I'm fantastic, man. What a wonderful introduction. Such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you, Raheem, bro.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. I know this story is not good enough unless it's been told by the actual person who actually embarked on, on that story. Could you take us back um, uh, from where you started?
1: Yeah, sure. So I started my first business at 17. But prior to that, I learned my first lesson about money when I was 12. My mum sent me to the shop to buy some milk with £20. And uh, I found that I no longer had the twenty one by the time I got back because I lost it playing football on the way to the shop. And that taught me something because it taught me that money has a significant impact on your life. And at that moment, when I was 12, I promised myself, you know what, I'm going to become financially successful to make sure my family never has to worry about money again. And then I trained super hard to become this avid professional footballer got to uh, the verge of signing my first pro contract at 17 until a new manager walked in the room and said, I'm sorry, you've not signed, out you go. So that left me sort of confused, lost, completely scared. Mm -hmm. And then I decided actually football didn't just teach me about football, did it? Well, it actually taught me about confidence. It taught me about creativity, teamwork, leadership, and all Mm -hmm. of these amazing skills. So I thought about how I can go out and share those skills with younger people who perhaps came from a similar background to me. So I went to the local school and said, Look, would love to teach your children about confidence and help them improve their exam results through the skills that I'm going to teach them and so on. And the head teacher said, okay, no problem, but you'll need to spend about 30 pounds printing some flyers. So I did that, printed the flyers 30 pounds, and lo and behold, I got really good at what I was doing. So good in fact that I ended up training up to 150 people at one stage. How wow. to deliver the service that I was delivering, and over time we had a team of 150 people, not just teaching PE in schools, but also teaching creative subjects like music, drama, art, etc. And we turned that business from a thirty pounds to three million pounds over a period of time, and um, it was an absolutely fascinating journey.
0: Well done, well done, congratulations. Um, I I really, really um, admire and truly inspired. Um, from that little from from that amount of money that you've actually lost and you realize you want to take your um, financial situation into your own hands yeah, um, yeah. it's very important you actually highlighted that because it's like an epiphany moment for you basically knowing listen money is something that would get you to where you want to go. it is a certificate to yes. take you from wherever you want to go L- looking back then I know that might be a reason But what is that why that really keeps you going from taking a business worth maybe 30 pounds to taking it to a 3 million pound? I know there may be lots of hoops and bumps along the way, but what was that reason? What was that why that kept you going until you were able to reach that milestone?
1: Yeah, Uh, two words I'll give you really, Raheem, is passion and impact. It was the passion to be able to do something remarkably different to what most other people around me were doing and also the impact that I wanted to create on the next generation. Now, I studied I studied law when I was about 18, 19 in university, and I dropped out in my second year. And one of the reasons that I dropped out was because I started to think to myself, well, if I want to make a real solid, powerful impact in the legal industry, in essence, I started to learn more and more is that actually it's going to take me a very long time to be able to make a powerful lasting impact inside that community but when i used to finish university around two o'clock and go and teach my after school clubs and i used to teach little johnny and little sarah like how to throw a ball and how to move and like i was able to make an impact immediately an immediate impact, turning them from somebody that was completely unconfident, shy, uncomfortable, and so on, to somebody who was actually leading the game, somebody who's actually um, communicating more effectively, and so on. And this didn't just show up in what they were doing on the sports arena, but also it showed up in all areas of life. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do today, because it's about utilising transferable skills. So I teach professionals and entrepreneurs now, to transfer their skills into the right environment so that they can increase their income and increase their impact. And that's how wow. I help like, many of my clients yeah. go from sort of doing, you know, £2,000 a month to doing £2,000 a week. And then I show people how to go from £10,000 a month to doing £10,000 a week. And the impact of that, that that generates for me is just like absolutely remarkable when I see those messages
0: and so on. Fantastic, bro! I love that. So I, you you do remind me of um, uh, when I started in my kind of property training business. I remember a a guy approached me wanting to join the mentorship program, and he said to me, "Raheem, I want to jump onto the mentorship program, but I haven't got money." But he came to me right. You know what, Raheem? What I've seen from this. Your achievement or what people have achieved through your process, I think it's a it's 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 a direct impact. It's it's, it's an immediate impact. So that same person jumped onto the mentorship program. He was he finished university with over thirty thousand pounds debt, only to have landed himself a job that I think it was about twenty five thousand so pounds, maybe twenty thousand pounds a year. But then what he realized was when I told him the impact he will get from what you and I do, it's like you get the result immediately, almost yeah. immediately. So. What happened was he joined that he joined the program. Within within three months, he was able to acquire over three properties that were generating him six thousand pounds a month. Incredible. Then he looked back. He said, "Raheem, you're absolutely right. I don't know why I wasted my time at, at university. So you were lucky to have quit that earlier on. So I was one of those people who thought university was the thing that going to get me to financial freedom, yeah. only to have realized after working for the corporate world." Really, it just get you hooked up to a rat race that you would never, ever kind of win. So I really relate to that. And I I really appreciate you doing that, basically.
1: I I always say to people, school is not designed for you to be successful. Absolutely. You've got to get yourself into a different environment where actually you can expand your skill sets, expand your horizons and expand your income.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right on that one because I get stuck on it and I had to finish it. But looking back, if I'd known what I know now, I would have never gone to uni because it's just, it was just a waste of time. By the way, if anybody wants to go to uni listening to this podcast, feel free to do this experience it if you're doing it for one experience. But if I'd not enhanced on it, I would have never gone. Right. Because um, I realized that when I started working, it was just a waste of time. And what really resonated with me is when I because I was used to work directly with my directors. I used to work in, in the city. So I, had to, I was about to do something we call SEMA to become a chartered accountant. Yeah. So I asked my then director and said, um, uh, of all the degrees you've done and all the qualifications, what really have you used? He turned around and told me, listen, do you want me to be honest with you? I said, yes. I only use statistics. <laughs> right? I was like, what statistic? He said, yeah, that's the only thing I used. He said, these degrees just to get you through, through, through the doors. And if you're able to play work politics... Mm-hmm. And kiss asses, then it would be for you. You can grow through, 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 through the ranks. Then I realized, really, um, I I wasn't made for that. You know, I wasn't really, really made for doing things like that, kissing asses, playing work politics, and all that sort of thing. But that then start getting me to think about what can I do next. Yes, you know, and uh, because I was so hooked, I I did the SEMA. Right. But I realized maybe at the end of the actual qualification, right, if I do this, I can only get the rope tighter in my neck. So I decided mm-hmm. to look for something else. So I really, really, truly admire people who quit earlier on instead of getting hooked. So so well done for um, doing that, bro. Okay. And you see, you see, you see the entrepreneurial journey. Um, It's a it's a journey that sometimes is very hard to kind of explain to people because okay. it's unique. Every individual is unique. And now you've got multiple source of income streams and uh, you're you are into the property business, you are, you are investing in, in, in different platforms. So what would you say to someone who's just about to start their entrepreneurial journey?
1: Yeah the most powerful and most important thing about starting your entrepreneurial journey I'll give you one of the I'll give you one of the best the best sort of insights and things to think about right now is so many people think well in order to start a business I need money and in order to get money I need to do all of this research I need to get all of this data together I need to plan I need to create the perfect business plan and so on and so forth the biggest insight that I can give you that has helped me so much and will help you and as as in your listeners is to sell it first, create it second. Meaning meaning that whatever your product is, the best way to identify if you have a good business product is to sell something in, get the money from it. And then now that you've got the money from it, now it forces and compels you in order to create a brilliant product on the other side. Far too many people make the mistake of trying to get something absolutely flawless, perfect. Then they put it out into the market and the market says, "Yeah, not quite really what we want. So you've got to be able to sell it first, make that impact for people, show people the value of it, and then start to create the product behind behind once you've sort of got the payments in, once you've got the money coming in. So many people make the mistake of trying to do it the other way round. But really it's sell it first and then create it second. So for example, when I created my when I created the Money Mastery program back in 2020, right? Uh, first thing that I did was I started selling the programs. So I had already sold 25 or so programs. That was st- program was starting at the end of September. By the 1st of September, we already sold about 25 programs. And then that's when I started creating the program. Because wow. that's when I knew I had commitment from the people that actually this program uh, is something that people want and actually something that is, is something that is viable. It is something that people actually want to commit to and people want to learn. So therefore, then I had 30 days then to go and create the program and make it the remarkable program that it is today. Or at least start of it and then as we grew over time, we just built it up and made it better and better and better. And we continue to do that every day as we continue proceed and progress.
0: Brilliant. So I like that idea, you know, because the, here's the reason why I like it is because one, it forces you to actually get it done. Yes. Right. If you've got people committed in your program, what that means, basically, you need to make it happen, basically. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't make it happen, you are kind of, um literally yeah. putting yourself in a funny position, right? So I like that ideology. I like I like it. And uh I know doing that is very, very good and very important for um entrepreneurs, mm. but what is that skill or what is that um uh, capability mm. someone who's starting their property entrepreneurial journey would want would would need to hack? in order to be able to do what you've just done there?
1: Yeah, fantastic question. So the most powerful thing in any business, in any industry, in any work or professional environment is really to communicate value. Once you're able to, I always say to people, look, communication is your gateway to currency. Because without communication, there's no way that you can create currency. Communication is going to come from you and it's going to come from you or it's going to come from somebody around you in order to create and collect the currency that comes from somebody else. So in order to get the value, in order to share the value, you've got to be able to communicate the value in a way that really connects with your ideal customers. Most people don't do that effectively because school college sort of system has always taught people to actually don't speak unless you're spoken to and actually raise your hand before you speak and all of that sort of rhetoric which keeps people um sort of off guard if you like and not 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 willing or not capable or not skillful or articulate enough to be able to communicate the value that they actually share with the world see most people have innate brilliant talent most people have innate brilliant gifts Most people have innate, brilliant skill sets. But the problem is they don't know how to communicate those skill sets effectively enough in order to reach a wide enough market and in order to charge a premium or high value rate for what it is that they actually deliver. So if you look at, at, I don't know, like artists, musicians, creative people, right? They're very good at their art. They're very good at their profession. They're very good at their skill set. But what they're not good at, typically is communicating the value about what they do and one of the things that really frustrates me it probably frustrates you you as well is seeing really talented skillful and ambitious people but they're just stuck in this rat race cycle and thinking well i can only do this i can only sit here in this little box and do this little thing that my little boss has told me to do but actually if you continue to do that then you're only going to get a little bit of money Right. But if you wow. expand your skill sets and you learn to communicate in a way that creates currency, there's no stopping money continually flowing into your bank account.
0: Wow. Wow. I like that. That is impactful, bro. I love that. So you see where you said um, uh, adding value. So I've been banging on this. Um, I have, I'm have. i not sure if I've had any video that I've put out there on YouTube that haven't talked about adding value. To me, you've, you've just re- reaffirmed that to me. Add value in advance Mm. in order to get what you want to achieve, basically. All the people I've seen or observed, I was lucky enough to be with millionaires, multimillionaires, going to this networking event. All the people I've seen that have been that successful are people that have added significant value Mm. in the world, right? Mm. They're literally impacting people positively and they're getting reward handsomely. Mm. And we are we are all equal in, in spirit with these people. Yeah. Right. So we are we, we are all equal as human beings, mm-hmm. but we are unequal in the marketplace. Yes. The reason is because they are adding value. They are looking at something, say, what can I do to make this better? Mm-hmm. Right. What can I do to kind of take myself to the next level? Mm-hmm. So which I believe really is what distinct those people and the other people that are not successful. Mm-hmm. So they are always thinking of adding value, significant value in order to be able to kind of get them to to um where they are, and the communication skills you've kind of point out there, again, is amazing way to think about it, because mm. what I you usually say is enter the conversation your client is already having in their mind. Yes. Right. It's like walking in their shoes, basically, because mm. once you've done that, you you back that up with listening, as you said the communication would literally do it for you mm. right it, it, and 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 i've seen that happen in real life i'm implementing i'm using it so having people like yourself in this in this podcast kind of saying the same thing maybe in a, in a in a different way just reaffirm to my listeners to myself and to my audiences that we are on the right track we're doing absolutely amazing
1: indeed and you said something really powerful everything which was to to communicate the value in advance you see the problem for most people the reason why they're not able to generate the type of income that they're capable of generating right now is simply because they want to get paid before they do the activity and that's a major flaw it's a major weakness it's a it's a major limitation and will only get you so far so once you're able to add value to serve value in advance, then actually the money will start to naturally reciprocate because money is like a natural reciprocal flow of energy. So the more you give, then the more it is you know get back on the other side, providing you do it in the right strategic and 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 uh, and, and
0: interesting way. Fantastic, bro! I love that. I love that. Um, take me back to your to your to your business that you were able to kind of and um, get to three three million so if you could just take us through that journey a little bit because I understand uh, when I met you not long ago you had a bit of an obstacle running that business and uh, I think we can learn a lot from that Um, as well as um, to let the listeners know whether you've still got that business or you've sold it you've made that money so what was the kind of obstacles and uh, not say obstacles I would say um, opportunities you 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 kind of gain from that business and you're able to kind of um, um diversify it into property
1: yeah i think you framed that absolutely perfect because one thing for people to understand is that every obstacle is an opportunity in disguise you've just got to find out what that opportunity is so biggest obstacles that i faced was when i was about 27. And I'm walking into my office. I'm thinking, why am, I, why am I being called in by my chief financial officer? Anyway, I'm sitting there behind my 12 seat conference table. She comes in and says, I'm really sorry to tell you, Mr. Rose, but we can't make payroll this month. And I'm like, shoot, what, what on earth do you mean? Like, how did I put you in financial control for the last six months? And like, this is what's happened. We're making payroll every month for the last 10 plus years. Like, what's happened? And, you know, she explained to me, increases in fat, increases in this, increases in that, blah, 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 it's all got out of hand. And it made me realise at first I was like, well, I blame you, right? It's all your fault, it's all my director's fault and so on. And then I started to realise after deep reflection, that actually, no one else can be in full control of your financial future, but you. So irrespective of yes you can have other people's support but actually you've got to be in full control of your finances so that's when I started to really pay attention to like how do I grow wealth how do I become incredibly wealthy so that actually these financial kind of mistakes don't reoccur so before that I had made a mistake that most entrepreneurs make which is they focus all their energy on building up their skill sets to become an entrepreneur but they don't focus on any skill set to become wealthy or to become a millionaire or to become a multi-millionaire, And it's a difference. So I went to work on learning everything that I've seen. I think I've read every book that I can find that had the word money, wealth, millionaire, and billionaire in it. And that's all that I started reading.
0: Right. And then once I
1: started learning that stuff, I started to realize that actually if I had made a few different moves and been a little bit more aware earlier on. Actually, I would have become a millionaire two or three years earlier. Yeah. Right? But I didn't understand money in the way that I understand it now. And so many people are on that hedonic treadmill, working hard, working hard. Yeah, man, I'm grafting. Yeah, yeah, I'm making moves. Yeah, I'm making money. But actually, are you building wealth? And that was a difference for me. That was a trigger point for me because that was a trigger point where I turned that obstacle into an opportunity to learn everything that I need to learn. And then I also realized that actually... I wasn't maximizing my potential in that environment. Meaning that I had taken that business to as far as perhaps I could have taken it knowing what I knew back then at that point. And actually, if I really wanted to grow wealth, then I had to put those same skill sets. I built up remarkable levels of skills, you know, sales, leadership, marketing, recruitment, training, uh, uh, professional development, and so on. And I thought, if I can put those skills into different environments, actually... I can create millions of pounds from each of those different skills, rather than hoarding all of those skills into one single environment that actually only has a limited capacity at this point of what I can create. So that's when I founded Money Mastery. And that's when I sort of started to put my skills in different environments that actually allow my skills to expand and give me a much bigger opportunity to increase my income and increase my impact along the way.
0: Fantastic. That's that that is impactful, bro. So thanks for um sharing that journey for us, um, to us. Basically, uh, I I can relate to that. Um, when I had started my estate agency and uh, um, about maybe two or three years ago, um, I can relate to that where I wanted to do everything right. I wanted to know everything, and uh, I end up not kind of being hundred percent in in every side of the business. And uh, I was working in the business instead of on the business. Mm. So I learned this from a very um uh, smart person. I can't remember his name now. He said, if you want to be successful, you have to have a bird's eye view of your business mm. because you can only grow your business when you can see it down underneath you, not when you're within it. Because when you're inside it, you're busy with daily tasks, administration tasks and all that sort of thing. And you get distracted and not end up not doing the thing that adds value to your business. So I really relate to that. And then recently, COVID taught us a lot as well. So I had to streamline the business in a way that where whatever doesn't add value to the business or to the people, we either eliminate it, automate it, or kind of yeah. wipe it off.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. In my example, we realized that maybe we the the management side of the business. Takes us more time, but gives us less a return on our investment. Mm. And we get more pressure on it. So what we do basically, we have to streamline it, reducing the management side of things, for example. Now we don't manage any other people's properties. We manage our properties or our mentees' properties or people that we know. Mm. That then releases us or my staff doing some value-added task. Right so I can really really relate to that and uh thanks for um sharing that with us as well. I know you 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 have got your partner and you've got other businesses as well. How do you able to scale your business to the next level?
1: When you say scale your business to the next level, what do you mean? Because there's a So million- I mean
0: like you know you know you've got your property business, um you've got your other incomes that you do and you have other commitments obviously. So what 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 were you able to kind of, or what skills, or or what resources have you been tap have you been able to tap into to be able to take your business from where it was last year to where it is now?
1: Yeah, well, one of the things that I'm really super committed to is ongoing personal and professional development. And when I hit that ceiling in my business, where I, in my previous business, uh, which I've now sold whereby, you know, I got told we couldn't make payroll. Yes, we finally got it sorted and pulled to pulled together. But actually one of the things I'm really, really committed to is personal development. So for me, the reason why my business continues to grow and expand is because I'm always growing and expanding. And one of the reasons that my previous business wasn't continuing to grow and flourish is perhaps I potentially would have liked it to, because I was doing what you were doing, what you were saying, sort of bogged down in some of the tasks and actually I wasn't personally expanding enough in line with where I wanted to go so very committed to ongoing personal and professional development as you know and making sure that I'm continually getting better and as a result of that my products get better as a result of that my programs get better my people around me get better and everything else gets better and that's the second thing that I would add to this is that look far too many people Uh, do all of the activities themselves meaning that like all of their time is spent generating uh, sort of fulfilling a service and one of the things that I teach people is how to disconnect your income from time how do you do that well you've got to slow down on the service stuff and you've got to productize your business What do I mean? You've got to make sure that your business is working for you rather than you working for the business. And the way that you do that is you. And now we live in such a brilliant and beautiful time where we have things like Zoom. We have all of these digital products and digital things that we can create. And people got to really learn to customize that so that they can create products that actually sell for them rather than them having to go out every single day, get on the grind and then make the money actually, you can make the money digitally, you can make the money virtually by productizing what it is that you do and packaging it in the right way, positioning yourself as an expert, and then that's going to create a lot of value and a lot of currency for you as well.
0: I like that, bro. Thanks for sharing that with us. So um, I know you are doing properties and you've got other businesses. I'm going to ask you a tricky question here. Um, I hope you're able to answer this question. Is um, What does normal business entrepreneur like yourself know that property investors do not know?
1: Great question. I've never been asked that question before and it's something that I've thought about actually. I think I would start by I think running a a business is different to running a a property portfolio type business or type structure or property training business. Um, The things that you learn in running a a, a massive business, like leading a team, um, the things that you learn, such as recruiting a team, recruiting the right people, the things that you learn, such as sales can be easily transferable into something like property. And all of those skills, once you master those skills and you you master the marketing behind it, I'll tell you what the direct answer is. The direct answer is marketing. Most property investors are not highly effective at marketing. They know how to do it, but they don't know how to do it with the biggest impact. So, for example, I see a lot of property investors who are very successful in what they do. But then when you look at the lead funnel inside their their email campaign or inside their links and their bio and so on, what you see is some sort of awkward looking page that leads to loads of different YouTube channels and different things and that actually distract potentially from the income that they're able to generate. So here's the thing, they generate a lot of money from, from the properties that they own, the properties that they do rent to rent deals on, et cetera. But what they don't, but the money that they're leaving on the table is absolutely huge. The money that they're leaving on the table from their training products, their training businesses um, is absolutely massive. So what I would say that a lot of property investors need to learn is really how to productize their business, how to package it in a really succinct and seductive way that attracts people to come through that funnel and to invest into that person, invest into that product, invest into that package and that solution, so that actually they're able to create a far bigger impact. Because most people, when they get to that level, it's not about the money. <laughs> what mm-hmm. they really want to do is create a huge impact. Correct. Yeah. So in order to do that, you've got to have a sales funnel. You've got to have a marketing system that sells the product, sells the program, sells the process for you rather than you going, all right, just click the link in my bio and you'll get some sales, but you're actually not maximizing that opportunity. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, definitely, man. I like that. Um, Thank you. Your, your, your enthusiasm and energy is what draws me to you, especially when the first day I saw you in that event, I didn't get to talk to you. The second day I saw your energy coming out in you. Um, uh, i really really admire people like like that you are very calm you're not you, you you're not like one of those that you can see like you know you can see you, you you're not worrisome okay um uh, what really keeps you going without you losing your enthusiasm and your energy to kind of take you to the next level
1: yeah great question impact man it's um It's being, it's waking up to that message in the morning that says, "Jazz, I did what you said and I made 80,000 pounds this month. It's been amazing. It's waking up to that message in the morning that says, "Jazz, thank you so much. I've just bought my dream home. It's waking up to that message in the morning that says, "Jazz, I've just been able to generate 3,000 pounds a month from this rent to rent deal. I've been walking past it all the time and I just didn't know what to do. And now I've got it. So it's being able to bless people with the opportunity, the skills, the awareness, to be able to go out and create remarkable value for their family, create remarkable value for their community, and also be able to sort of do more of the things that they love rather than being tied up in a business, being tied up in some sort of rat race mentality, where actually they're not doing much apart from working.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. You you talk about hard time, um, a really, really hard time. I'm definitely inspired um by people who have overcome hard time do you mind sharing with us that what was the really hard time you faced and how you were able to overcome it
1: Mm. yeah so when i was like so going back to that time when my chief financial officer said we can't make payroll i i was in absolute disarray and i had a young born son at the time and things were really really tricky for me i spent a lot of time sleeping in my office thinking, shall I just close this whole thing down? I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure how I'm gonna overcome this. But actually, you know, I had to I had to dig deep within myself and think, well, why did I start this thing? You know, and I started it to help other people, children in that scenario, to develop their confidence, to develop their resilience, their bounce back ability from challenges. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like that look when you see that little kid fall on the floor and they're about to cry and say, come on, we can help you out. We can overcome this, right? So then I had to like unleash that inner child within me and actually say, no, 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 I can overcome this. I can recruit the right people. I can do the right things. And I managed to uh, keep that business afloat, build it back up to where it needed to be. And, um, and, and, and yeah, that was one of the, one of the huge sort of challenges for me, at least professionally that I had to overcome. Um, and I realized through that overcoming, you know, there was so much wider opportunities available for me. I just had to, Dig out that gift that was inside and start to put it into the right environments.
0: Well done, bro! Congratulations. Um, I'm really, really inspired by by that story. Last question, and then we can go for a quick fire round question. In the in 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 the business world, um, uh, social media or society, I see the first world problem is overwhelmed. Right, there's so many social media channels everything getting thrown at us. You can see people driving Lamborghinis um, uh, in, their, in their amazing houses, um, showing off and living lavish life, um, buying houses left, right and centre. How do you deal with overwhelm? Um, uh, because you manage so many things, you do so many things yourself. How can people get rid of that overwhelm and stay focused in their journey?
1: Yeah, great question. First, I don't tend to get overwhelmed a lot because my a lot of my business is productized, right? So um, I learn a lot more than I do, meaning that I spend a lot more time studying what I do and learning about what I do and learning how I can get better more so than I spend actually doing the thing, which is super cool because then that it just allows you to keep on getting better. How would I help? How would I encourage people to tackle overwhelm? Well, the first thing that I would ask is: Is it overwhelm or is it opportunity? You know, you spoke about social media and people driving nice cars and so on and so forth. Well, first you've got to learn to disconnect your your energy from social media at the right time right so everybody's frequency is different so are you on social media to learn are you on social media to entertain yourself are you on social media to find yourself a new opportunity because actually if you start to identify why you're on social media why you're on social media at this particular time then actually you don't feel so overwhelmed. Actually, you feel more alive and you're more intensely focused on what it, the outcome that you want to generate. Most people go on social media without any conscious thought about what they're doing on there, which is yeah. a pointless resource. So the second thing that I would encourage people to do is spend, like, I want people to really write this down because this is so valuable and so important and not enough people do it, is turn off your phone for at least one hour a day. Wow. Why? Because your brain is like a computer. And you know, like when your computer's on or it's on sleep mode, but it's got 50 different applications running in the background. That's what your brain's like when your phone is on, right? That's wow. what your brain is like when your phone is on and when you have all of these apps open. Subconsciously, you're thinking about, huh, how many people liked my social media photo? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if I've got any inbox messages. Hmm. I wonder maybe I should check my email right now. And your brain is constantly on overlook. What's the problem with that? Well, the problem with that is that your brain then starts to disintegrate its level of creativity. And if you know anything about, you know, most people work really hard with their hands. But if you work hard with your mind and your head, then actually you're going to be able to create much more value. So if your head and your mind is always distracted by what's going on on your phone and what's going on in social media and what's going on in your email and even though you're not checking your email right now, your brain is subconsciously thinking about, oh, I wonder if I've got that email right? Which is taking up your creative space. If you unleash that creative space, over time, you will start to see that you become a lot more creative, you start to identify more opportunity, you start to identify more ways you can create money. And you start to identify not only how you can create that money, but what are the right steps in order for you to be able to do it. And then all of a sudden, over time, you start to go, hmm, more money's coming into my account. This is pretty cool. And actually, I start to use this as a powerful tool, rather than something that's going to overwhelm
0: me. I love that, bro. I love it. And and, and I really relate to that as well. Um, I remember someone approached me saying, oh, they're so overwhelmed. They see people driving amazing cars, buying, left, buying houses left, right and center. Um, they asked me, they, they, they're like literally worried about it. I said to them, listen, as long as you're better today than mm-hmm. you were yesterday, you're mm-hmm. making a progress. Yeah. Do not compare yourself with anybody else but yourself. Mm. Right. Look at yourself, see where you're going, follow your path, mm. because maybe some of those photos are fake photos. Maybe these, these cars you see these people drive, they just hired it for maybe an hour mm. just to show off. And uh, actually, I even witnessed this. Um, I was in a flight traveling to Spain earlier this year on holiday. I saw someone literally speaking to the um, air hostess to let them get into the first class so they can take a quick photo, (laughs) right? I was thinking, wow, is that what's happening in social media then, right? That's what people are doing, pretending like they flew on first class or business class, whatever it was. So I told her, listen, don't compare yourself with anybody else because you don't know really Mm. what that person's situation is, right? Is it a real photo? Is it Mm. just an opportunity they literally took to kind of um, do things like that? But yeah, you wanted to say something.
1: I've got a question for you yeah how do you identify the difference between the fakes and the type of people that are going to take a quick photo for social media (laughs) pretend like they're in first class and the real people who are who are actually living the lifestyle that they portray to live how do you identify the difference
0: so what i do basically well i don't normally look at people that are flashing stuff online but do, if i see that if i want to prove it right or wrong i'll go back to their stories or or to their posts Mm. right if that one video or one picture is the most outstanding picture of all of them, then you can kind of tell. Right. And also you, you you can go on their website, you can try to follow them and see what really that they're doing that, that way you would learn. But for me personally, I don't bother myself. So what I do when I go to social media, is not to entertain myself, it's to learn and understand what people are doing. Right. If someone is doing really, really well in my industry, for example, I said, wow, brilliant. So what can I do? What is that person doing right now that I can replicate? Because I I was told that in university you're not allowed to copy. But trust me, (laughs) I am the best copycat ever, right? I will copy them. If I have to copy them, I'll copy them and add my own feel to it, add my own little thing into it. So I, I used to go for entertainment, basically what? Jokes, video, funny videos, even a celebrity, a comedian, for example, I will look at it. Why are these people so successful? What are they doing? I look at their backstory. If they've got a book, I, I literally buy that book or have it on um, uh, Audible. Listen to how, what their journey is about and see if I can learn any, anything from it to add into what I do. Right? So as you said, it depends what you go in to look for. If you go for entertainment, obviously you can get entertainment. But if you go to learn what people are doing in social media so you can adapt it to your own kind of business or lifestyle it takes you to the next level so that's how i've been able to kind of uh, overcome overwhelm because i used to be the same person i said wow i've only got 10 properties this person's telling me he's got 20 properties what the f am i doing until i realized listen just compare yourself with, you, with what you did last last night
1: perfect
0: okay perfect. does that answer a question perfect. Perfectly Real. perfect quick fire round questions okay mm-hmm. um uh what was the worst advice you remember receiving? What
1: was the worst advice I remember receiving? Probably
0: go to university. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, best advice you remember receiving.
1: Make sure that your business works for you rather than you working for your business.
0: I like that. Who is your favourite sports star, if you've got one? Mm, Favourite
1: sports star? Good question. Who is my favourite sports star?
0: I don't know. Right. I don't know. Maybe you haven't got one then
1: maybe
0: not okay moving forward then looking back at your 18 year self what would you have done differently
1: yeah uh what i would have done differently is i would have got mentors much earlier on and i would have worked i would have spent more time working on getting the right mentor than
0: working on anything else wow i like that that makes perfect sense Mm. what was your inspiration growing up inspiration growing
1: up was to build enough wealth so that my family never had to worry about money okay
0: fantastic your biggest regret
1: i don't live in a world of regrets (laughs) um um i would say i would say this not getting the right mentorship early enough in order to avoid the big mistakes
0: Yeah. yeah i like that who is or was your role model growing up
1: role models Um I had loads of small role models for different things big brother was mm-hmm. a big role model uh was a role model for me uh for mm-hmm. a certain period and phase of my life and just um just people in my community really uh people who are really talented really skillful really adept at what they did and um yeah people like that were really really inspirational for me and wanted and i wanted to see them win i wanted them to see them become the best version of themselves and and really expand so that's that's a big driver for me and purpose behind what i do
0: fantastic thank you for that bro is there something you you believe that lots of people disagree with you
1: is there something that i believe that lots of people disagree with me um well, the simple, I don't know if people disagree with me, but um, mm-hmm. I suppose the biggest thing that I would say is focus on turning your annual income into your monthly income by utilizing your skills and putting those skills into the right product and right environment.
0: Fantastic. What is the best book you've ever read or, or audio book you've ever listened to?
1: Uh, one of the best books, uh, not Z-Best, but one of the best books, one that springs to mind is 100 Million Offers by Alex Formosie. Brilliant book. And the reason that it's springs to mind is because it's right here underneath. <laughs> oh,
0: brilliant. OK, yeah. I like that. I like that. Does money change you?
1: No, money, money will expand your capability and your opportunity. So. I always say to people like money grows where it's nurtured and cared for so if you nurture and care for money then actually it's going to nurture and care for you and that's what it's all about it's about being able to do the things that you want to do with the people that you want to do it when you want to do it so money doesn't necessarily change you but it will expand your capability to do the things that you really love to do
0: fantastic does money make you happy
1: (laughs) money's not designed to make you happy (laughs) it's a little bit like, that, like most people go that does a phone make you happy well no but it actually has capabilities within that phone for you to be able to do really remarkable things and it's the same thing with money it's not that it's going to make you happy it's not that it's going to make you sad it's not that it's going to do anything for you of that nature but what it will do is give you remarkable opportunity and access to opportunity i always say money is the servant of the soul the currency of love and a conduit of your commitment. So it's looking at what are you, what, what, what is inside your soul and who is it that you want to serve, how do you want to serve, and then create that as a currency of love because the love is coming from inside of you, it's coming from internal. And then as you start to expand it out, as you said earlier, right? It's like a certificate. So that certification of appreciation from your customer, your client, then or your boss or the people around you actually starts to flow and pour back into your life because money is a currency so i always say to people it's always got to be in flow don't leave your money stagnant because otherwise then you won't reach a full potential
0: fantastic i like that answer is there something in the world you fundamentally think is wrong and you would like to change
1: yeah, the learning system. It's uh ridiculously redundant, especially in today's digital economy, in today's digital age. Um, most people have entrepreneurial skills, most people have um most people have product skill sets, ambitions inside of them that actually they're unable at this point to to share with the world because they don't have the skills to do it and school doesn't teach them the skills to do it. So that's that I believe is fundamentally flawed.
0: I agree with I you on that school,
1: one. Teacher, school will teach you to dance, school will teach you to dance, but it won't teach you to create
0: income. It's crazy. Absolutely. I agree with you. So is there something you used to strongly believe you recently changed your mind on?
1: Yeah, great question. I wouldn't say recently, but over the last five years or so, maybe six years now, um, is subconsciously, even though I wouldn't have said it out loud, 10 years ago or so subconsciously, I had a belief that you have to work extremely hard for money. Do do, do, do you relate? So then I had to unravel that subconscious belief and then start to figure out where did that belief come from? Well, actually that belief came from when I was eight years old and I was always trying to find out where my uncle was. And they told me that he had lots of money, but he was never around. So then I subconsciously (laughs) carried this eight year old thought around with me for the next 20 years or so. Um, You know, kind of like holding me back and that was one of the things that held me back subconsciously but if you don't address your subconscious mind and what thought patterns you have within it and where those thought patterns came from then actually your your, your world will never expand your income will never expand beyond sort of a, a certain limited range of potentially where it's at right now
0: wow i love that bro this podcast is called property investment blueprint What does property investment blueprints mean to you?
1: A property investment blueprint means to me is building a property investment blueprint, like a a, a solid step structure, a solid step-by-step system that actually you can grow and build an investment portfolio so that your money works for you rather than you only working for your money. Because if you only spend all your time working for money, then you're always going to either run out of money or you're going to run out of time. So you need a property investment blueprint because actually then the property investment blueprint is working hard for you, creating generational wealth for you, creating currency, creating uh, monthly cash flow for you right now. And listen, once you get yourself inside the property investment blueprint, you'll never look
0: back. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that, bro. Final one. If there was only one person you'd love me to interview, who would that person be? And why.
1: I would probably love you to interview my good friend Devin the Entrepreneur. Because he's very, very driven, yeah. he's very passionate. He's very, very <laughs> and he he really starts he really hits the younger audience. Um, sort of the 20 to 28 year olds in how to expand their income, how to expand their mindset, and how to get themselves out of a rat race cycle. So he speaks to an audience that potentially, um, potentially is a little bit more. We have to you and I potentially have to work a little bit harder to get to, um, but he's already into that audience, and I think that he's an amazing person, an amazing person. That you should speak to.
0: Right. Fantastic. Thank you. I love, I would love your um, recommendation to kind of interview him. Thank you for that. Um, Just a quick one. And I know you are doing, you've got your property, so, sorry, you've got your multiple stream of income Um, uh, training company. And I know you've got a few, few things um going at the moment. Could you tell us a little bit about how that program is and how it's been structured? And maybe some of our audiences may be able, may be interested in it in a way that you could um, help them really.
1: Yeah, sure. So Money Mastery is a live four day, exciting and engaging program. Really teaches people how to master their money so they can live a life of abundance and generosity. Inside the live four day training, we really focus and hone in on how do you take the existing skills that you use in your job and your business every day and turn your annual income into your monthly income? So if there's an ambitious professional or an entrepreneur out there that wants to learn more about this and actually wants to expand their income so that they can turn their annual income to their monthly income, then I would suggest that they go and check out The Path to Prosperity, which is a weekly session event that I hold where I introduce that product and give a remarkable opportunity for people to invest in that opportunity. So they can go to uk slash win that's jazzrose.co.uk forward slash win
0: fantastic what an amazing way to um end and that was a great special moment for me having you in our podcast where where should we follow you and where are you hanging out in social media if you want to go probably into your mastery what are the best ways people can literally get in contact with you
1: yeah, best and easiest way to get in contact with me is to follow me on Instagram. That's at Mister Jazz Rose. That's at Mister J A Z Z R O S E. Go and follow me. Um, ignore any fake accounts that decide to follow you back, and uh, drop me a DM, drop me a message, and um, and yeah, I'd love to connect, love to communicate with you. Just drop the word Rahim inside the message, so that I know that you came through this amazing Property Investors Blueprint podcast
0: fantastic this has been absolutely amazing jazz thank you so much for sharing your life passion with us i love you bro i love your tenacity i love your energy and uh, i can only say thank you thank you thank you and i would love to have you back on you've been an absolutely amazing guest and uh, yeah thank you thank you and thank you
1: thank you rahim it's been a
0: pleasure and an honor my brother That's all for today and thanks to our guests for sharing their property investment journey with us. It has been a truly inspirational story to me and I hope it has been an inspiration to you too to take a leap of faith to start or scale your property investment adventure. In the meantime, if you would like to share your investment journey, I have made it really easy. Just go to rahimbad.com forward slash guest, fill out a short questionnaire to sign up and we will get in touch. Whilst you're there, sign up for my monthly newsletter to get your property investment news and updates or connect with me in instagram facebook linkedin rahimba and tiktok rahimba 101 thanks again for listening don't forget to smash the like button and leave me a review wherever you're listening or watching from i shall see you next time